Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks out a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are doing the Mission Impossible franchise as this week we'll be discussing Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. Are we pro or against that they've dropped the numbers and just got names at this point? Because I kind of wish they would have called it MI5 Rogue Nation or something. Or isn't it M, like, colon, I, mission? Yeah, Yeah, that is true, it is. (laughs) And we discussed this on the second podcast um, on two that we're we're against This is the mission series. We're watching the The mission mission series. series. Yeah. (laughs) And a man who thinks he's on a mission, Juan Keith Swetland. Yeah, I was on a mission. Mission from God. Yeah. To, um... I don't know. I was going to do a January 6th joke, but I've done too many of those. Um, nah, dude, the new one is that you worked with the fucking yeah, dude yeah. at Trump's place that flooded the fucking server room. Or did you uh, help construct the submarine? Oh, submarine. Yeah. Boy, that feels about 18 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. Well, if, you, if, you want, if you're going down in a ball, you know, balls of fury, you got to think of something to God, that was a fucking low key good movie. Balls of Fury, of course. yeah. Balls that of is. Fury is a fucking great movie. I yes, was like, God, fuck. I yeah. want to rewatch that movie. Oh yeah. wait, quick while we're shouting out old bizarre comedies, I watched a little bit of a a little bit. foot fist, a foot fist way with da- the oh. old Danny McBride movie. Yeah, so never funny. seen it. So funny, just Danny McBride. It's like early Danny McBrideness because. I've been obsessed with righteous gemstones. I've been getting back into it, so I'm I'm, I'm fully Danny McBride pilled right now. Oh, okay, I I know of it. I I know the cover of it. Him with his like flat top hair yeah. and like a kickboxing outfit. It's but... like a like Will Ferrell's and McKay produced it. Oh, okay, I saw the weirdest. I don't know if it was a fucking reel or whatever, but apparently Danny McBride has a story where Kanye West showed up like at his house. And told Danny McBride that he wanted him to play Kanye West. Hell yeah. <laughs> that checks out. That does check out. <clears throat> but what what really checks out is uh Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Came yeah, Rick, out you, in- dude, Rick, you still got it, man. Got oh, damn, that was fucking impressive. <laughs> When I have to host multiple multiple shows, damn. I gotta find a way to his energy's a little low, but his fucking transitions on point. I'm all I'm hot and I mean, I'm literally hot and bothered, but I'm also hot and bothered right now. I got that. I got that AC cool going, so we're good. It came out in 2015, rated PG-13, runtime of two hours and eleven minutes. Uh, directed by Christopher McCreary, uh, he has done such movies as 2000s, The Way of the Gun, 2012, Jack Reacher, right, Felipe. Oh shit! He did Jack Reacher. He did a yep. different Tom Cruise spy movie. He did 2018, our next Mission Impossible movie, Fallout. He also was a writer of Valkyrie, The Usual Suspects, Jack oh, the Giant Player, Edge of Tomorrow, and Top Gun Maverick. This guy's got him a resume Holy on him. Fuck, he makes bangers. Yep. Uh, again, this movie stars Tom Cruise, as and I will say it now: Tom Cruise is. Uh, Hollywood's last megastar. Saying it now. Uh, Jeremy that's Renner. Safe, that's a very, very safe opinion. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson, Simon Pegg, Ving Rames, and Sean Harris. 
This was, was the bad guy. Yes, he was the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. God, has, so, he, has he been in other things? He's, he has that. He has that very specific. I feel like um, I've heard that voice in other movies. Um, it was kind of hard to hear his voice. Yeah, um, yes, he like, talked like this, and this is how like this. And <laughs> I couldn't hear him sometimes. Uh, he was in um, the Green Knight, the twenty twenty one Green oh, Knight. That's supposed to be a banger. I'm supposed. I should go back and watch that. Yeah, go. Um, that's on my list. Twenty fifteen's Macbeth. Deliver us from evil. He was in Prometheus. I was about to yeah, say this guy's artsy as yeah, fuck. He and then he says he's in Prometheus. I'm like, mm, less artsy. Um, and then we, yeah, we will never think, do an I think, alien series. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight both of you if we ever watch Prometheus. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I think he is known from Prometheus. Yeah. What if we do AVP? How about that? That'd be a fun little twist. We could do. Uh, just, well, just, it's just the two of them, right? Well, yeah, then that's the discussion of, you know, where would you put him in the uh, franchise world of is it Predator or is it? No, it's um, its own thing. Alien. No, it's okay. AVP. Oh, it's, it's AVP. its own thing. My bad. My bad. <laughs> also, that first one, fucking banger. I, yeah, it's really don't like think I ever un- saw the second one because I heard it sucked. Right. All, all I know in the second one, a child gets murdered within the first five minutes. And that's a five star movie for Joe. I mean, hey, what did you guys think of the movie? Wait, what? That was what really happened? good. That was also really good. <laughs> really slid that one in there, and I don't know how to how to fucking transition. Uh, fucking it rocked. This this might be my favorite Mission Impossible movie. It's still weird that we're five movies in in a movie series that's so like Ethan versus the bad guy. We've still yet to have a bad guy who fucking matters. Like I literally just watched the movie. I still barely remember the fucking bad guy like it's just so weird that movies that are usually so built on the bad guy the bad guy doesn't really matter but yeah it fucking it rocked i love this was perfect we got great espionage great action great teamwork uh it was awkward seeing alec baldwin be handed a gun yeah banger i i enjoyed it thoroughly yeah I was pretty high. I wasn't that high on it, but I was pretty high on it. I thought the the first third and the back third were pretty spectacular. I got a little bored, TBH, in the middle of it. I don't know. Maybe I was tired or something. But I've, Tom Cruise just continues because reliable, solid. He's he's the rock. He's he's just reliable. And God, I forgot how much I missed seeing like Alec Baldwin when he gives a shit because <laughs> Alec Baldwin's so cool. Like when he's like really rocking it and really good, because he's just a god damn it, hunt, you're out of control. Like, <laughs> I love I love that shit. Like his his like just kind of sort of like a his evil suit character. It works really well for him. It like brought back memories of was that Hunt for Red October? Is Alec Baldwin in Hunt for Red October? I want to say yes, because he was the Jack Ryan for the longest of movies. Because yeah. he yeah this. Yes, is like, Connery and Baldwin in the Hunt for Red yeah. October? This had like this movie had classic Baldwin energy, and it was refreshing. That that was one of my takeaways: was the, the Baldwin energy. Um, again, this is my first time uh, seeing these movies, and as I texted uh, Ricky after my first text was just watched MI five. I think I should buy this series. Um, <laughs> 
I enjoyed coming this movie. Coming out on fucking Steelbook too. I, I at the beginning this, of this was like, there's no way I'm pulling that trigger. The more we watch, the more I'm like, fuck, I might be pulling that trigger. The, and I know you 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 mentioned the Steelbooks and how they're different. All the the six right now that are out, they're all the same like design. It's not like a different one per. It's like all the same. I know, but then scheme. Dead Reckoning will come out and it won't match, and it's Hopefully, just gonna fucking yeah. bug me. Yeah. Yeah, the steelbook before the new release is silly. <laughs> or the sorry, yeah. not steelbook, the pack. Yeah, like, look at well, look at um <laughs> well this can, isn't a pack, Keith. They're actually individual individuals. steelbooks. Oh okay, that's true. It's not like a big old box set. But like well, the steelbooks are all coming out individually, but they're set to kind of match. Mm-hmm. So I would do that, and the Dead Reckoning would come out. I'd buy that steel book and be like, "This color scheme doesn't match at all." Now it's all thrown off. But like, it's that possibility that this could be the only steel book that it comes out. Have in, you ever so. seen the image where some guy was just super into Monk, the USA show, mm-hmm. and like everybody's parents? <laughs> there was like eight or nine seasons of that show, or something. And like the first seven like DVD season releases, the box art like had this red box at the bottom to like show which season it was. But then the eighth one put it like on top to completely throw it off. Oh, and it was just super fucking funny about a show about a super like yep. obsessive compulsive detective yep. to do that to people. It's a very funny image. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. I, I hope that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like no. You got to think someone fucked with them, right? <laughs> God damn. I no, it's about it's like we still have like a monk and Alec, but like, <laughs> 90s Alec Baldwin movies marathon. <laughs> See, Keith, and you that was one of my drawbacks to this movie. Is and I think it's, I'm too as Joe's in the background dying right now as we're trying to cover this up. We're good. I'm fine. I'm fine now. I didn't love Alec Baldwin in this movie, and I don't know if it's because I see too much of Alec Baldwin from the Tina Fey show. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's like wrong. a meme of himself. Like, Right. Yeah. And it just like kept waiting and, and it was just Alec Baldwin's voice. And now whenever I hear Alec Baldwin's voice, I'm just preparing for him to be Jack like Donaghy. Yeah. Damn it, Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> and like I was just waiting for that the whole time. And like so it kind of like threw me off with him. Yeah. No, it's I can that's understandable. I think it's important to remember that he used to be a he used to be a big time movie star. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering about that too. Like when I saw him back in this, I'm like Outside of the fact that, you know, he's recently killed someone, <laughs> even though it's not his fault, whatever, but Alec Baldwin killed someone. <laughs> what happened killed, to Alec Baldwin? Like, why? Guy. Like, I feel like he hasn't made a movie. He had some random shitty movie come out this year where, like, he chased tornadoes or something. Well, he got know. trapped in the sort of the Nicolas Cage straight to streaming action, shitty action movie. But, like, thing. why? Why did he get caught in and that? And then also, he's not he... seriously broke like Cage was. I think he's in one or two Wes Andersons. Mm. He wasn't in this newest one, I don't think. I think he's part of the at least one. Anderson. I don't think James. he is. I don't know. Okay, um, I'm and gonna, he, and I'm Keith, lower this. And back, back to the uh, still book and situations of, <laughs> um, like if we go if you go to the John Wick franchise, they came out with like in a giant book. For like yeah, had what the they did, it, what they had, yeah, I only had the first three. It's like the book they get from the library in John Wick three. So it just doesn't make sense. But back to Rogue Nation, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Again, watching it the first time, I like the the team. I like the Alec Baldwin narrated Royal Tenenbaums. 
There you go. Um, <laughs> I like the team aspect. I like the the I like the montages, like the setup of like, what if we do it like this? And then the idea, well, what if we fail? You're going to get taken away. You know, or Simon Pegg's character doing the whole walkthrough of like, OK, I'll just do this. OK, so mask. We can't do masks. Like, I like the fact that, again, Simon Pegg wants to try to have a mask. That throwback was pretty clean. Also, the mask yeah. machine was fucking dope in this movie. Yes. Yeah. But um, I had a you know good time with this movie. When Keith Keith texted me saying like he was bored, like like uh, it's thirty minutes, like he's been bored. I was like, I didn't mind it because I think it was because it was my first time watching it, so it was my first time going through. It. And like the producer is thoroughly enjoying these movies and. I don't suspect her to come to the movie theater, but like if she did like going, she probably would. But that'd be um, weird to watch all of them and not watch seven. Or she would wait for it to come to streaming. Oh. <laughs> but she's in th- she's thoroughly enjoying them. So, so Joe just brought up the streaming aspect. I kind of want movies to not come to streaming so quick. I think that's a mistake and they need to do we're very off topic and very like just movies in general right now. But like I was thinking about this recently. The movie industry needs to get back to like making movie rentals big again. Like I want like brick and mortar rental stores to come back. I wonder if that's I it's probably not viable in the day and age. There's not gonna be enough people like me that want to go through that process. I kind of want brick and mortar fucking rentals to come back. Well, I think there could be a niche for that with like the sort of upper middle class hip millennials might enjoy that. So you could do have like a have like a microbrewery kind of hip vibe to it. And I think that might work, especially because physical media is a better image. And I don't know if you guys watch this on Paramount Plus. I don't think this was the best image for this possible. No, it looked kind of shitty and it bugged the shit out of me. I'm like, I kind of want to own it just so I can watch this in a cleaner look. I mean, it's 2015. Where's my like, this didn't feel like a fully high res 4k version of the movie. And it's, it's so hard to tell with like streaming services. If you're actually getting a 4k, you are very rarely actually getting a 4k over streaming. They're not willing to give you that bit rate. You need to get true 4k. Especially I want physical media to see yeah. the best image again. Yep, that's why I still buy my movies. <laughs> but like, I just want like to be able to, because there's plenty of movies like Joyride, a movie that came out that's already out of theaters, and it breaks my heart that I didn't go see it while I was in theaters. I want to be able to just like go to the movie store, rent that for like a weekend. And like get my snackies and stuff while I'm there. Like I want that experience back. Maybe it's just I'm old and I you, want you, nostalgia you, back in my life. You can go to Bend and get a yeah. Go to the last I blockbuster. I go to that shitty blockbuster. I'm saying let's open the fake movie exports brick and mortar movie rental store. I did Redbox longer, long enough to where y'all made fun of me. <laughs> well, I also I hate Redbox though. I hate that like version of it. Like I want to yeah. yeah. I want to. You want to browse the aisles. You want to. You want to. uh, I want to like come across a movie I would have never thought to watch, but then it's there in front of me, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll rent that. The The employee pick section. (laughs) The Discord game that we play, the framed game. Yeah, the movie game. Ninety about 
thirty percent of those movies I get right is just because of the movie cover. Like, that's all the reason why I'm like, oh, it's that movie. So yeah, I've, I'm very nostalgic about movies right now, and I just kind of want to like be able to enjoy it. Like, I wish we had like just a flicks and picks in town still. Oh, yeah. flicks and picks, that was sick. I can think of like the cover up, like the boxes that those came in that we watched movies in school all the time with. You know mm-hmm. what cover I think of all the time from Flicks and Picks is Hellraiser. <laughs> That's weird. I remember seeing walking by because, yeah, we were all like, as a kid, you see a cool striking visual thing on a box for a movie. And you're like, damn, I want to watch that. And for me, it was Hellraiser. <laughs> and I, was I, never, like- I didn't watch it until I was like 30. It was also just a classic movie store because it also had this the section that we as children couldn't go into. Yeah, with the uh, they had the porno behind the like the behind the tarp behind the the curtain. And maybe <laughs> this movie's making me nostalgic for movies just because it's like this is a summer blockbuster movie, and like who doesn't love a good summer blockbuster? Well, we just went yeah, through this... two with Barbenheimer, so. Yes. Well, we did. Keith, you had me. <laughs> Keith soon. Um, Keith soon will enjoy the bar. Soon, will, yeah. I'm working on it. But what we shall soon enjoy is the plot to Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Oh, dude. Dude, he is just fucking like, God damn, Joe is in a roll tonight. Goddamn, Frank Thomas over here. I, I, would, I, I would like the $5 uh, Starbucks uh, <laughs> gift card. So I'm working on, you know, just trying to. Joe, you get the no, you get better than that. You get the fake get movie like, experts employee of the month portrait on the wall, and you get oh, like a, yeah. nice. you get to pick a twenty five dollar item from our store. And I'm, it's like I'm, chocolate I'm talking raisins. hydro flasks. I'm oh, talking okay. beanies. I'm talking socks. <laughs> now, don't overlook the fact that the hydro flasks we bought were from a company that mm, some people might have died from poison lined in those hydro flasks. Yeah, but I, like, I, that's why we got such a good deal. Like it's. Like only five out of twenty five people got sick. It's fine. Yeah. It and, says it's hand wash only, but you guys pussies. tell me I can uh, <laughs> it's hand wash only, but you guys tell me I can put it through the dishwasher. I if got you it. see some of the paint chip, I would stop using it. Yeah. Got it. But boys and girls, non binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Mission Impossible. Rogue Nation. The IMF has been shut down, absorbed by the CIA, all except for Ethan Hunt, that is. Ethan has been tracking down some rogue group called the Syndicate for months, learning little to nothing, even being captured by the group, until he gets broken free by undercover agent Isla Frost. Finally, with the lead, Ethan will stop at nothing to stop the Syndicate and unravel their plans. But can Ethan trust Isla? Will everyone from the group make it out alive? Was anyone else uncomfortable when Alec Baldwin was handed a weapon? Find out all this and more in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Not the deepest plot for a Mission Mission Impossible <laughs> movies. Not the but deepest plot. Again, Yo, what if there was like this like secret anti IMF? But again, <laughs> it's I that I liked the reason why I enjoyed this movie is because of the fact it's again. It's a Mission Impossible movie, and it's, hey, this is the fifth movie. What can we do that we can tweak or be different in a way to, like, you've seen that, you know, if the if you choose this mission, you know, 
four other times. So this fifth time, it's like, what can we do to change it? And it's, okay, it's the bad guy going after them this time. Dude, that scene when he goes into the record booth and everything, to me, is one of the most like paramount scenes of Mission Impossible. <laughs> like it yeah. is just like up there with the fucking hanging from a wire. <laughs> like it is just such a good scene of scene of like the over the topness of the fucking record player being the thing that then plays the thing is beautiful. But then the way like watching that girl get gunned down and just like <laughs> this is one of the first Mission Impossible movies where Ethan fails, like where he isn't indestructible. Not everything he does works perfectly every time. I think it's what makes me love this movie so much. Is it actually feels like it? He's finally getting one upped. Yeah, like he he isn't indestructible. Like he's mm-hmm. not everything is working the way he wants it to. Mm-hmm. Well, and this like the 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 interrogation scene for me was pretty like classic Ethan Huntness for me too. When he's like threatening to kick his ass while he's the one that's tied up, was good. <laughs> Dude, that fucking, I don't know. I doubt it was actually Tom Cruise, but if it was him, fucking Jesus Christ. Flipping himself in the air and climbing up that pole. Like, that was yeah. fucking dope to watch. I This is, Mission Impossible movies are known for the, you know, the big scene. You know, what, what will Tom Cruise do to try and outdo himself in the previous movie? And this time it's him getting, holding on to a plane <laughs> and having it fly away. And that's the first scene of the movie. He, this is the first one where he has two big scenes, though, because like you have yeah. that one, and then also that fucking water dive one. Like, and, we had so two and then two huge set pieces in this one. And, so and, cool. And the water dive scene. The reason why pre-show I said like "fuck you, Tom Cruise" is because I saw a photo of him doing the jump. He's doing the jump, and I was like, "Man!" And then it's so, it's and so then, unnecessary. And then our pre-talk. Yeah, they were going to CG it anyways. <laughs> but he did it. Uh, and then the pre-talk, Rick brought up how he's uh, Ricky saw something about Tom Cruise fighting. Uh, he heard about Tom Cruise holding his breath. And this is for this movie, that he held his breath for six minutes underwater. And that was the record until um, Avatar 2. Uh, if you want to see that clip I saw, it was from the Grand Norton show. Fantastic British show. We need more shows like that in the States. But it would never happen. But yeah, it was it's very funny to watch Tom Cruise just like talk like a normal person. It was very off putting. <laughs> but like that scene alone, uh, you know, the sequence with cl- him climbing on the outside of flying airplane in Airbus A A four hundred M without the use of visual effects or stunt uh double. At times he was suspended at the aircraft five thousand feet in the air. And like he was just strapped to it. Like it's literally yeah. just like he's so close to it, so you can't see it. There's just a cable, like, on his like belt area that's attached to the fucking plane while he's there. Like that's so insane. Um, I thought, it was, I thought it was so much fun. Like once he like got all the like assurances, like all right, I feel pretty safe. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think um, Tom Cruise gives a fuck whether or not he actually feels safe? No. Well, his version of feeling safe is a lot different than he wants to feel the rush. Uh, Tom Cruise stated in an interview that the intention to do stunt hanging outside the airplane was a way for him to outdo the climbing and protocol. 
However, the idea raised objections by the crew due to safety. Being a certified pilot himself, he wanted to get the feel of being out on the wing on the side of an airplane. A major obstacle to filming would be bird strikes and wind resistance on the air uh, runway. To capture the action, a wind-resistant custom frame for the camera was built and mounted on the left wing of the plane. The other major problem would be keeping Cruz's eyes open, the presence of fast winds and runway particles. So his eye specialist designed a special lens that can cover his entire eyeball. Eight eight (laughs) takes of the stunt were filmed. Imagine the third time. All right, again. (laughs) Imagine, like, had it gone wrong like just the headlines fucking top only no one tops him actor tom cruise dies fucking because yeah. he's an idiot hanging off an airplane well the, when mission impossible dead reckoning part two when he's like in space and does a spacewalk or some shit and like yeah. melts <laughs> that's, that's how tom oh, cruise dude, he does that fucking red bull jump thing like yeah. remember when that dude like put himself like in the stratosphere and jumped back to earth I yeah. recently watched that again on YouTube. It's so it's such amazing footage. <laughs> um, the director said he was very, you know, director was very concerned that the actor might panic suddenly, but was assured by Cruz to not stop filming until the stunt was finished. Well, no, it's Tom Cruise. He doesn't panic because he's no, not no. actually human. He's fucking yeah. another planet that helped create humanity. That scene alone was like that fun action slash comedy moment of like you know. You know, open the like. Where open are you? The, I'm on the, the plane. Door. Open the door, and they open the do- wrong door, and it's just like open the other door, and then he just climbs in and like buckles himself up to like the you know the the explosive poisonous explosives that they have, and then he just like shrugs his shoulders, and then we cut to the you know Mission Impossible intro, like before the even the intro is this ginormous scene. This movie went a little more. There's a, I guess, because I'm, I'm I'm not quite as high on it as you guys. I still it's still awesome, but it was a little more like James Bond versus Ethan Hunt. This movie felt more James Bondy to me than like the previous ones, which I I like there being a difference between them. And I guess cross. I don't know why it bugs me, but he just felt James Bondy. Like see, this. I think they leaned into it because James Bond had gone away from it. So it opened yeah. the avenue for them to fill that gap. And to me, that felt because like the gadgets in this one were so fucking cool. Like even just small shit of them, like having some device that could just verberate a window to where it turned to dust was so yeah, fucking was cool. Well, I like that. And the little like subtle hand motion to like get the dust off his hand. <laughs> like. And like um, fucking the assassin dude turned a fucking like oboe into a fucking sniper rifle. Like that was dope. This is so th- this movie came out in 2015. There were several spy movies out that year. You had the, you know, spy movie, the Melissa McCarthy spoof kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, S- Spectra. Uh, Sicario. Um. The Man from Uncle, uh, Steven Spielberg's Bridges of Spies, Furious Seven, The Kingsman. So was there a James like Bond movie this year? Spectre. 
Oh, oh, Spectre. That's right. Spectre. Yeah. So like you I'm, had all I'm these sorry, spy did you, movies. Did you put Furious Seven in that list of movies? Yeah, I did. It's a spy movie, dude. Think about it. They got to They got They got They Just have Mr. Nobody a spy in the movie. Doesn't make it a spy movie. There's a scene where Paul Walker moves down the road. Yeah. So. <laughs> But there's a ton of spy movies that come out this movie, and it's just uh, this year. So it's just again, it's them going. Uh, um, yeah, they want more. They wanted to be the more classic, like Hollywood spy type film. Yeah, but it's that it's that you know again, it's just like craziness again. Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, he was injured six times during this movie. Yeah, he was. Uh, there was a where is it? There's a point in the movie that Tom, in the while filming that he got struck by a small pebble. When he was uh, in one of the ta- one of the takes of him hanging from the plane, Cruz claimed that it impacted him so badly he was certain that he was uh, badly hurt. Uh, but so he was afraid to look when they took it uh, took off his jacket. The pebble merely was embedded in his clothing. Oh and my god! Didn't, it didn't. So it's just that you know, no birds, but a pebble. Oh, and w- one more thing I, I noticed when we were talking about how it's the plot's pretty straightforward and it's just kind of a straightforward action movie. And that's kind of fun. Like her name is literally Faust and she like made a Faustian deal with the devil. So like even the, like the naming of the character is pretty, it's kind of like on the nose, which is kind of funny. And I appreciate that. I mean, it's no, a lot of vagina, but (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's, it's just as straightforward. Um, Paula Patton from Mission Impossible 2 and Maggie Q were set to reprise their roles from this movie, uh, for this movie, but they had to drop out due to s- scheduling conflicts. Um, so we almost had her back. Um, Is Maggie Q the one I liked? Yes. Damn it. Yes. Why was She's from Balls of Fury. She's in Balls of Fury. <laughs> uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was the first actor. Uh, considered to play the villain, Ooh, he would have been fucking good. It, it would have been the exact same. <laughs> yeah, but it would have had more to it. Yeah. Well, I think we would be able to understand her more. Like that, I think that's the one. Uh, that's the one downfall for me in this movie was like the villain. Ethan, I'm gonna. I'm like what? Oh, they... I almost put subtitles on. They did it to like become make him scary, and he was supposed to be like the anti. Yeah, I don't know. He, he was he was all right. He was the, kind of the, the anti Ethan Hunt sort of. I mean, it's like what I said. Fucking Mission Impossible villains suck. They're never that interesting. <laughs> Except for uh, old what the dead guy. What was his? Uh... The dead guy. Yeah, what dead the guy? There's actor, many dead guys. The, act, the actor that is now dead. All of them. All what? yeah. What now? No, the bad guy who they were. He like held him out of an airplane. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yeah, he was kind of a good villain. I liked him. It's too bad that movie wasn't that great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So <laughs> I mean, it's definitely better than two. So I mean it's got that going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh another quick thing about the uh hanging off the side of the plane. It took four days to film. Jesus Christ. During the winter and with shorter daylight equal to to twenty four hours to get the shot. Um, I like the I like the idea that um, Simon Pegg had more stuff to do in this movie. I just yeah. thought he shined the whole time. 
like the humor in it felt more natural to me too. Like Simon Pegg just kind of felt like he was still like a pretty badass spy, but he felt like he was supposed to be like the normal man in the group. Like he was supposed mm-hmm. to be the one calling out like the bullshit crazy stuff, being like, yo, this is bullshit crazy stuff. So like it just it made like it worked better for me comparative to the last one that felt kind of like Marvel-y humor. Mm-hmm. This one, he just it worked way better for me. The only thing that bugged the shit out of me was the fucking Halo 5 product placement in this goddamn film. That was That's fucking right. weird. It was Halo, yeah, don't they like yeah. say it? He's like, I'm I'm gonna go back to playing Halo. <laughs> Like, God damn, that is the worst Halo game too. <laughs> um, Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise. Uh, here's a shocker, guys. The uh, car chase scene. Um, that was all Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg doing their the, doing their stunts. Minus the uh, flipping. I was gonna say, do you think around. he told Simon Pegg before he flipped the car seventeen times, or do you think Tom Cruise was just like, "Strap in, Simon, here we go." I just, I, I like that. I like, I like that scene of like they're doing the chase, and then they finally see Renner and Rames, and then they have Rames has to turn around the car, and like Renner's like, "Great, we're in a car chase, car chase, and you had to get the big car, huh?" And then, like, when they finally sh- show up and, like, they crash and Peg is knocked out. And then it's the comic relief of Tom Cruise gets out and he's like, I'm fine. And then Peg <laughs> suddenly awakes up yelling. It's so. good shit. I don't yeah. really know what fucking Ethan Hunt was trying to accomplish by fucking throwing his car backwards over a ledge, flipping it 17 times to incapacitate himself to easily get shot if his friends don't show up. But it made for a hell of a fucking view. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the one I would say another one thing I, I it was like that the thing I didn't like is like that trope is that he goes after her chasing her because she has the file that they made the copy for and then Benji did you make a copy he's like of course I did it's like then why did you go through it all if Benji well, they already... didn't want her to have it yeah <laughs> but it's again it's just like that is that it's that spy trope of Ah, oh, damn! She got away, and then like you, they turn to the next the guy to the right with a grin, going like, "But we got it right." It's like, yeah. So, other than the bad guy being Lane, being kind of a like a genius psychopath, like and planning everything perfectly, why did she? I was having trouble tracking her motivations with the Faust. Like, why did she? Why? Why did she like sort of help Hunt and sort of not? Like I was having trouble tracking her motivations throughout the movie because they were allies, so she didn't want to kill an allied agent. So she was deep but cover, like deep. But she cover still sort something. of fucked him over. Just they like because she still wanted to get her job done, yeah. but she didn't want to kill a friendly agent. I don't know, Keith. I, I think that was <laughs> that's another thing too of like the, um, like. Is she bad? Is she good? Like watching it with, with Zen and she's like, oh, she's bad. Watch. And then it's like the next scene. It's like, oh, she's really good. I kind of appreciated that, though, because it was a hearkening back to one where it's like, who sides everyone on? What are we mm-hmm. doing? But then it kind of fell flat for me in the end when they're just like, wham, wham, she's good. Like it would have been cooler if she just kind of like vanished onto her own thing. 
like where she wasn't really on anyone's side. She just really wanted to bone Ethan. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, thing, too. Uh, by the way, the stunt tour- uh, coordinator told Simon Pegg that Tom Cruise was doing all this driving because uh, he didn't have a better dri- uh He didn't have a driver better than him. Dude, ah. that fucking scene after Ethan Hunt gets like brought back from dead. And he goes to do the sweet spy slide, but can't because he just got brought back from the dead. It was so fucking good. <laughs> That's just true. That ate was good. shit. It's like, uh, should you be driving? And then he did sweet driving shit, like taking out three bikes by turning his car like one eighty. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I I was expecting once once they got into the car, it'd be like that comedic spot of like they zoom in and Simon Pegg drive like has has the wheel. He's like, finally, you know, or something. And so like. <laughs> I, that's what I was expecting, but it was like, oh, the guy that just got awoken from death again is now driving the vehicle and doing the <laughs> hazy look, trying to shake it off while driving. It's like, did he die happened? in the last movie too? Th- and three, one of them? three. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So he's gone. He's gone dead. Not dead. Dead. <laughs> he's like the IMF. I fucking hated that aspect though, where they're like, oh, the IMF is dead again. I'm like, you just died in the last movie. Yeah. Well, that was a little bit of my because my James Bond thing where that's like the plot of the last like four James Bond movies is he gets like disowned by MI6. Like <laughs> that's just the plot. For You're on one. your own this time, Ethan. We're yeah. ignore the fact that, you know, where every safe house IMF ever had is and you can yeah. get around easily. And apparently you're the only agent in the fucking world who knows how to not ever get caught. I know. Right? He's just the best one. Um, I did like the I did like the scene towards the towards the end where they're when they drug like the well, I think what prime minister you they drug the sh- prime minister and the head of MI six and they it's like the I just like that whole scene of how they trick each other and like for Ethan to tell Alec Baldwin's character like hey I've been on your side since day one. And you know, because the whole manhunt, I like to see them going into his at his uh his attic room and then him spying on them. Um, but like that whole scene of them like doing the uh, I'm the, Tom Cruise under the mask and all that stuff, I thought that was cool. Just like the whole like I told you so. Oh, is that the line where like you just uh, put U.S. English relations back to the Revolutionary War? Line? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. But overall, I I thoroughly enjoyed this whole movie. I know there's that dead the you know dead time for Keith. So what in the middle was? I mean, if you can recall, sir, <laughs> like which parts of the middle were dead to you? I'm just because I don't remember anything being yeah. dead. So I'm just yeah trying to remember like what you're referring to. It was what I think felt dead. I was getting tired of the issue bad issue good bit. I remember that was kind mm, of specifically what was okay. bugging me. Like the scene where she goes to her director with the file, then he's like, I need you to go back undercover and while he's really deleting the the file all the information. And it was also like probably it was that is how I feel about it, but it, I was also like kind of tired. <laughs> also when I was watching it last night. I'm not trying to say that you yeah. were right or wrong. I'm just trying yeah. to I'm trying to no, understand you. better your take by yeah, yeah. putting the scenes in my head. Since I don't have that view, I'm trying to see which <laughs> scenes you were referring to. Solidarity, dude. Appreciate that. Brother. Brother. 
<laughs> I, I, one of the things is fun. I thought was fun is the Simon Pegg going to think he won tickets to the opera, and then it's like, hey, buddy, time your time to work, dude. And it's not just tickets to the opera. The dude fucking got tickets to an opera in Austria. So yeah, like yeah. apparently Simon Pegg can just hop on a fucking plane and fly to Austria at the drop of a hat. And then he can. can. <laughs> It took him like two seconds to figure out it was free was the the only thing he got for free were the opera tickets, right? Like it wasn't like he got the plane tickets for free. I don't know. I just like the fact Tom Cruise like, all right, you're you're here for two days. You'll be back by Monday. No, no, you even left the country. Like Like only flew under his own name and everything. Like why? But that was the fucking kid that like. Apparently, Tom Cruise got to just hand him a package in the middle of a fucking subway. Wait, and okay. So, so, sort of a separate question. Lane's motivations. He wanted a bunch of money and to cause chaos. Was there a specific thing he wanted to do? Well, no, he was trying to like just completely like disable world's governments because he felt they were super yeah. like awful. But he needed the money to be able to accomplish his tasks. Because running a terrorist organization is expensive. Yeah, it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. No, I... I get it, Lane. I get it. What a what or a ball. running social media into the ground is you know it's not cheap. <laughs> what it, I like the ballsy move they do with the, you know, they kidnap Benji, they put a bomb to him, they have them sit down at the restaurant, and talk. And Ethan's like, "All right, you want all the codes to get your?" Um, oh, that was tight. <laughs> and he's like, "I memorized all of them." And I, you know, if you if you kill me now, I'm not telling you where they're at. And then, like, he calls his bluff. All right, I'll give you a code for fifty million to transfer to you. And it's like that was pretty sick to watch. But do you think like he actually remembered them all, or do you think he just remembered that specific one to get away right. with that bit? I would have been like, I need to know a second one, sir. Although Ethan I think would have like, they should have had him do that because they they had him do the like the suspect sketch on his hand thing in the last movie. True. Oh, they didn't. They referenced back to it because he drew up that quick sketch of Lane in this one. I thought that was kind of fun. I appreciated when Rames saw the picture and he's like, "He doesn't really know that guy. Don't really like that guy." But this girl, Ethan wants to fuck this girl. Yeah, he's super horny about this one. <laughs> I, I, I like the fact that, like, hey, you know, they're trying to find Ethan. They have you know Rames in the in the office. Like, hey, can you find out who who any of these people are? And He's like, yeah, I could have done this from home. Like, I didn't need to be here. I know fucking <laughs> shit on the CIA. Like, you know how they haven't been able to accomplish anything in fucking six months? Done. I found him. Yeah. Hey, in this one line of, hey, how long do you think? And then he's like, done. <laughs> uh, but no, that was cool of uh, that scene of um, all that. Where is it? I just had it? It kind of shows that, like, in trying to disband the IMF, we're about to, like, fucking... So here's my question. If the IMF and Tom Cruise really existed, why did 9-11 happen in the fucking Mission Impossible time Well, if frame? Spider-Man existed, then we're going back all to all the... You know, if any superhero existed, what happened? Why did Wait, Tom is, Cruise stop did, 9-11? Do they refer okay, to 9-11? Keith. Oh, that's true. Maybe 9-11 didn't happen in the Mission Impossible Maybe, I'm universe. assuming Ethan stopped it. I know Tom Captain Cru- America okay, specifically we're just, let it happen. We're <laughs> confirming now that Tom Cruise stopped 9-11. Yep. Okay, I got two Keiths going on here. Let's go, you know. I'm just saying, like, why would fucking Tom... Technically, no, the I'm... first Mission Impossible happened before 9-11. It so... did, it did. 
No, Captain America went back in time specifically to let 9-11 happen. Ethan Hunt stopped it. Oh, maybe maybe that is what actually brought Ethan Hunt <laughs> back into the fold. He had to stop Captain he, America from letting 9-11 no, happen. Because he had retired. And then 9-11 happened. And then Ethan Hunt was in his was 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 with his wife and was like, I can't ever let such a tragedy happen again. <laughs> I have to go back. Did you guys do time travel the next one? <laughs> did you guys spot the villain in the beginning of the movie? No, I did. He's in the record store. Like if you, oh if, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in the other w- booth. He's in one of the booths. As Ethan walks in, it's a wide shot. You see him in a booth. I thought you were gonna say he was on the fucking plane or something. I'm like, what the no. fuck? Yeah, don't no, worry. Yeah, he's just, he was there just listening to Tom Cruise have the most annoying conversation in the world about jazz. Coal <laughs> <laughs> train. He's like, Jesus yeah, Christ, I like... why do we have a 17 phrase fucking code word? Well, what do you guys so what do you guys think of that? By the way, uh, the idea of this was in this movie, it's him having to, you know, say the quote, you know, say the code words that while in the last one it's the Kodak. It's the you know, uh the the hey, do you want to watch the Bahamas movies from the first one? The sunglasses in two. I mean, it's just part of the world, right? I don't like. I love making fun of it, but I still love that aspect of the world. Yeah, they're they're all good. Like you, I also loved when she was like, "Are you really Ethan Hunt?" He's like, "What the fuck, bitch? You're breaking!" Like, yeah, that's not what we do here. Like it was even tight when he threw the sunglasses off the cliff in two. Like that was sick. Like we're gonna make fun of it because it's over the top ridiculous, but it doesn't mean we don't fucking love it. Yeah. Like how we make fun of Keith. It doesn't mean we don't love him. He's just our special boy. Yeah, yeah, it feels really good. (laughs) (laughs) You're our special boy. Mm. No. No. (laughs) Oh, wow. Jonas has actual hate. (laughs) You're my special boy. I don't know where that's coming from. It's that, um, it's that crazy thing of with so for I mean switch switch gears so like let's talk about like like Jeremy Renner, to me he was just there for this movie like for the last movie being a setup for him being like the predecessor to Ethan Hunt if Tom Cruise decided to go away, this one like he was good in this movie but it was just like he was yeah. just there. I disagree. I think I don't like Jeremy Renner. Okay. I thought he sucked in this. I event. like his I like his Amazon product line and I like his music and there you I go. like how he drives a snowmobile or uh, I mean a Jesus snowmobile. Over. <laughs> First of all, it wasn't a snowmobile, it was a snow cat. It's a I, fucking I huge thing that fucking just Yeah, no, he's a fucking he's a musical nearly, master and a snow pushing master. No, he's but, bad at he's bad at snow pushing. And he's not good at playing not Jason Bourne either. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's so weird that he was set up to be a replacement for two different spies and sucked at both of them. So they brought the originals back. Yeah. Remember, yeah, they had to bring Matt Damon back. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, he almost killed the board for holy shit, it's Jeremy Renner. He's gonna kill our franchise. Jesus Christ, it's Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> but I I like like I think I thought he was good in this movie. I just like the idea of, like during both court scenes, all he could say is like, Yeah, I can't say anything until I hear back from the secretary. Yeah. It's like no, I keep joking about Renner, but I often like him, I think. <laughs> I don't know. 
because those were the parts of the movie I did. I thought the like interaction between Renner and Baldwin. I'm like, oh my god, you both are fucking just hams in this movie. Go away. Give me more Tom Cruise. Yeah, they either needed to crank up Renner to eleven or crank up Baldwin to eleven, and like have one or one be less. Uh, what did Rick? What did you think of Tom Cruise's beard? You mean the pubes they cut off of someone and stuck on Tom Cruise's face? Yeah, I have to say, in general, Tom Cruise is not looking great, boys. Like you look back at one, and he's still like heartthrob Tom Cruise. He's looking kind of bloaty and just like he looks like he got his like facial reconstruction too soon before doing this movie yeah. and like the puffiness hasn't come down. He is 61, so he is um in in know. Maverick, he sort of like looks good as the old guy cuz he's sort of supposed to be the old guy. In this one, he's sort of still trying to look like he's 26. Well, that's why he has a little longer hair. Or um, oh, the not beard. As long, not, not as long as two, but like it's the, the, the beard is hilarious. I LOL'd at the beard also. <laughs> <laughs> like LOL. just cackled. <laughs> it's like, what are they doing? Why'd they do that to him? Like, why, why would he have grown up beard? He's in France. There's they have shaving things in France. <laughs> I did like I did like the per, this the fact of this movie. I like the the joke. It was just like Yo, Ethan Hunt's gone rogue. We will find him ASAP. And then it's like six months later. It's like, okay, that's pretty funny that you still can't get a hold of get him. Well, it's just and then like, he, he grows his beard. Alec Baldwin, we just spent an entire last movie where fucking everyone was trying to get fucking Ethan Hunt. Why did you think you were going to fare better? Because you're the CIA? Yeah, you did a great job stopping 9-11, didn't you, Baldwin? You know, one of the things... Not to get political for a second here, but I appreciate the CIA being made to look like incompetent boobs because they really yeah. just do the most like ghoulish shit in real life. So it's nice seeing them get a little made fun of. Yeah. <laughs> and the US um, government looking stupid and shitty too. Yeah. <laughs> the syndicate, the the covert criminal organization was was that was featured in this film were the regular antagonists in the TV show. Um, they were also briefly mentioned in the uh, final scene of Protocol, and um, as the film follows, uh, film series follows on from the TV version, uh, this is likely to be the same group or successor using the same name. So, all right, I've got a a complaint now. I don't think these movies should be connected, like they are. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't think. Take, really, I don't think it's a giant I don't franchise. Think they are. I don't think they are connected. It's just the same name. It's just they're using the same organization. No, no, no. He's saying he doesn't way. think like one, two, three, four, and five should have any actual connection whatsoever. Or, I mean, it's, yeah, it shouldn't be like a continuing story. I, I just want to say like a prestige, like Tales of Ethan Hunt is kind of what I, mean, I want to see. We did just because they soft mentioned it in the previous movie yeah. doesn't mean they really were connected. Yeah. Though. It's kind of like how you just say something at the end of something like to then set up the next one. It wasn't like you... the overarching plot of Ghost Protocol led to this one. And that's yeah. true. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. Maybe I'm like, I was a little worried when they announced that like Dead Reckoning was part one of two because I don't think the movie, because each movie is supposed to be like its own animal in my mind. Like one is very different from two, which is very different from three, which is very different from four. And the idea that we're going to get two of them that are like kind of tight. That's kind of weird. Like, well, it's like we had it's the same. It's supposed to be the same story. It's just a we long had, story. We had the same situation discussion here about well, during uh, two, uh, three to four, 
Because in three, it's him trying to save his whole his wife, and then the fourth one, I forget about her for protocol. Dude, they don't even fucking mention her in this one. Like at least Which, in four, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> in four, they're like, "Ah, oh, remember you had a wife," and this time he's just like, "I want to fuck this British lady." Yeah. Um, for the film's plot, it was it was very difficult to develop as Tom Cruise and the director admitted that the film didn't even have the uh, final script when it went into production. Uh, they just Ballsy. had the major. They just ma- had the major action sequences planned out while they started filming. For instance, the underwater uh, high sequence was outlined from beginning to end, but with, with but what Ethan was actually selling was unknown while they were filming it. <laughs> uh, yeah, some scenes, me, yeah, they wrote this movie backwards. That makes sense. Some scenes <laughs> of important exposition was written while they were just while they were being filmed. Um. That's actually pretty impressive that it came out as a good movie because as we discussed, like with Scream, you come up with a good idea for a good scene and working backwards usually doesn't lead to a good (laughs) movie. The film was completed at 2 a.m. on July 18th and 2015, less than two weeks than the release date. Bullshit, that's made up. There's no way that's true. (laughs) With how much goes into putting a movie out, that's not fucking true. That's bullshit. That's shit that gets made up and put online to make stuff sound cooler. like... Maybe some like editor was working. I don't believe there was filming. I believe there was no editing. like. Fi- it, it's like yeah, the film was completed by editing. Oh, okay. Not then not like they weren't they yeah. weren't shooting. It's just them okay. editing. I thought they were saying like they yeah. filmed scenes till two weeks. Yeah. No, no, okay. no. It's just the film was that completed tracks. as an overall like. Oh no, yeah, that's we got it done. Usually that's true for all movies now. Like CG mm. for movies isn't totally done till movies are like almost released now. Yeah, it's crazy how much yeah, uh, like, Spider Man they are. Spider Man across and uh, across the universe, they're like, yeah, we just got some lines and some stuff filmed and completed two weeks ago before he came out for week one. And so, which is like, why we're probably not getting the next one next oh, year. Fuck, because of the strike. Nah, things are already getting moved back. Dune's getting moved. Aquaman Wait, two's they moved, moved Dune. I believe Dune so. Two? I believe Dune Two has been moved to November uh, to next year. I had not heard that. I'm I'm enraged was, by this information. I was ready. For oh that wait, to no, be coming out in October. no, no, no. We're fine. Dune Two won't be delayed. Okay, I think I you were about to enrage me. I was so I saw so excited I, I saw for Dune earlier 2. that Dune Two was going to be moved, but then who Dude, knows? Could are you be delayed. About Dude, where's it my could car? Be. Too? No, Dune Two, Dune, uh, shitty sandstorm. <laughs> Fuck, now I kind of want to watch Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> That's one of the few movies where if Joe asked me like what my memory of watching that movie is, I have a distinct memory of seeing that movie. Happiness. That's how I remember that movie. <laughs> Dude. Sweet. Then, Sweet. What does, mine, what does mine say? Dude. Yours says dude. Yours says Isn't there like aliens in that movie? Yeah, the hot female yeah, hot women that yeah, want to have sex yeah. with them to, so they can have the secret uh, decoder. They eat the popsicle in one bite. Yes. <laughs> in I front just of the, the like, fucking like crazy ostriches yeah. or emus with Andy Dick and being a hostage uh, with a kind of wish Andy Data would have gotten killed with Data. Fuck, that movie. That movie was before its time. Yes, it was. Uh, Sean William Scott wants to do another one, but again, it, again, but he puts it. He puts it as if the script's good and Kutcher wants to do it, like not just because of, you know. Man, John William Scott will do anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I've brought this up before, but I'm kind of sad 
that Ryan Reynolds won the Ryan Reynolds, Sean William Scott off that the two of them had. Because I really love Sean William Scott. Don't get me wrong. I love Ryan Reynolds. And Hollywood was only big enough for one of them. But like, I, know, uh, I feel like we could have had both. Have you seen the <laughs> fake kind of American Pie commercial? for? Yeah, like, it's like for DoorDash or something. DoorDash, yeah. Yeah, I, I fucking think it's pretty goddamn funny. I thought That's it was a pretty funny. good commercial. Dude, Rick, you and I's ultimate like galaxy brain take that Stifler was the good guy the whole time. Dude, that was my one, <laughs> one of my favorite bits we've ever done on this fucking podcast. Well, it's not a bit. It's right. No, it's I awesome. got you. <laughs> yeah. get, fucking, get it right, brother. The bit. Jason Biggs was a fucking psychopath. Yeah, all of Stifler's encounters were purely consensual. He like shit in the bully's cooler. <laughs> I mean, Sean William Scott never fucking put a woman naked online yep. against, without fucking asking her. He just and he's watched. funnier. It's fine. And like he has friends. <laughs> Jason Biggs was not a good guy. I can't yeah. believe we're getting another American Pie movie. Maybe. Maybe. So maybe. It sounds like straight to Apple. Dude, imagine when we're like fucking 70 and they make American Pie retirement home. Yeah. It'll be like the new Indiana Jones movie where it's only people like us who are there and everyone's confused why they made the movie. They're, they're so referencing one, it, two, so. and three. Yeah. No, I haven't um, seen it either. I'm just assuming they reference one, two, and three a lot. That's no, probably, they don't. Let's just stick with that. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just Harrison Ford being really old for a long time, except when they CG him to be young, but he uses nice. a really old man voice. That's so funny. Um, No. they. Uh, also, that's no. a, another thing about Hollywood that's fucking stupid. Your movie making almost four hundred million dollars and being considered a flop means you failed in making your movie, right? Because Indiana Jones is almost at four hundred million dollars, but everyone calls it a flop because your budget was almost four hundred million dollars. Be better at making a movie. Well, yeah, that's the funny thing about you know, the, you, with I looked at this year's twenty twenty three's top ten box office for the year so far, and I've seen seven of the ten, and it blows blows my mind that like. Indiana Jones is in the 10, but like it's eight or nine and people call it a flop while I'm like, how is that a flop? And I love the Fast and Furious movies, but Fast and Furious barely beat their $340 million budget. And like that's because Fast X made a lot of money overseas. Overseas, Mm -hmm. Fast X has almost gotten up to because it only made like 170 in states. But Altogether, it's made almost seven hundred million mm. because it made a shit ton of money out of the states. Okay, so in states, it kind of flopped. Yeah, but fucking everywhere else, Fast X made a lot of money, and I can't wait for Vin Diesel's son to be twenty four years old when they film the next. Oh, and now God. they can't film because of the strike. He's going to be fucking 30 by the time gonna, they film that scene after the They're going to CGI that they're going to CGI that kid. <laughs> Dude, they they could really just give writers their like $5 more an hour and just make start making movies again tomorrow. And agree not to fuck Dude, did you see some of the shit that's in that contract though? That the fucking studios want like background actors if they work once that they can get captured by AI to be used again in perpetuity for yeah. forever without ever getting paid again so you know yeah. fuck the studios and i hope sag and the writers win dude yeah, i'm we don't surprised movies. yeah we <laughs> I, like i listened to a show about the strike and like the guy 
who was an actor was like, you know, once the actors get on this strike, they're the production team, they're just gonna fold and like the strike should be over pretty quick. And it's like they just announced they're delaying the uh Emmys. So it's like, okay, so well, yeah, they people think, write the, I mean, people September. write the Emmys. Yeah, well, that's in <laughs> September, but yeah. like they're delaying it till then. So it's just like, okay, okay. Um well, and like you're pissing off your top. Keith hasn't seen it yet, but I think Margot Robbie is about to become the next like a list. Like people are going to go see movies because oh, she of already her. is. No, but I think yeah. once you see Barbie, I think you'll understand better. Yeah. She's I'm not saying she's Tom Cruise level, but she's going to be the first one to is who is actually talented, because I would argue as much as I think he's a fucking hack right now. And I fucking am blanking on his name. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Bruce Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. He like he's not Tom Cruise talented wise, but he is a movie star. Like they slap him into things and people mm-hmm. go see it. Jurassic World movies, everyone keeps saying how much they suck and they keep making fucking money. So we're going to yeah, keep do. getting them. <laughs> I think Margot Robbie's going to be on the good side of things where she is going to be in things and people are going to go see it because it simply says Margot Robbie. Yeah, it's cool. We don't get character actors anymore. She's a character actor, which is cool. But like, she's it's finally going to yeah. get she, like mm-hmm. this is going to be like her um, Jerry Maguire, I would say, is what Barbie's going to do for her to like really vault her into being like everyone will know who she is. Keith, you should really just skip Oppenheimer and go watch Barbie so we can just record a Barbie. Or episode. when you finish Oppenheimer, watch Barbie like a fucking scholar. <laughs> like a true gentleman does. Back to like back, true, baby. Like a true Barbie Chad. <laughs> well, no, don't be the don't be one of those weird Barbie Chads because those guys are weird. But like, like a true gentleman, watch Oppenheimer and then go see Barbie, and apparently get handed liquor by random people in front of you, like Joe did. Yep. They they offered us wine, so that was cool. That's tight. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good I theater think, experience. I think we're finally getting movies back like they like everyone talked about how fucking top gun maverick did it i think that was kind of just like a jump start to the system but like this past weekend showed that like nothing tops the theater experience and that was part of to hook this back into the actual movie we're talking about the underwater scene watching that like my sound system it's pretty good like it's pretty loud it does what i wanted it to do but watching it on that, I'm like, fuck, I bet this fucking was so sick in theaters with like the quietness of it, but like the sound peaking at the right moments to make it interesting. Like the sound in this movie was so good. It's cool when he gets clobbered that first time with the spinny thing. Dude, the and just the sound element of that yeah. was so <laughs> cr- like it felt visceral. Like you felt that hit to the gut when it happened. Yeah. And that 50-50 shot of him plugging the thing back into like, all right, which one is it? Yeah. Is fuck it. Like, did you ever just think like, why wouldn't you have like clearly marked? Like, yeah. why didn't hey, you just make ours? Yeah. Well, yeah, why not make it red? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or or just oh. have a little a little line. Just you know. Yeah. Oh, and one last little piece of praise that I'm gonna do out for this movie is I appreciate the like, the leggy bikini shots mm-hmm. that they were doing of the of Faust. That was good classic. Good classic action movie shit. Oh, I appreciated it. <laughs> she, she did there's the nothing, like, like, there's nothing like, wrong with hot back. people being hot. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it 
It's just it didn't work for Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise is no longer hot. No. Was Dude, also that hot. motorcycle chase scene was great though. Yeah. When like the guy when he like the two when Tom's riding neck to neck and the other guy just like crashes in the car. That almost felt like a Top Gun reference. It's like I'm gonna hit the brakes, he's gonna fly right by. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to drive. And then Tom Cruise eats shit like at really high speeds, but it's just okay. Yeah. He shook it off. That's fine. Um Keith got any uh, reviews? I do, and I've been reading through this some bitch in the words of The Rock in uh, Fast and Furious X. Some bitch. Fast <laughs> X, sir? Fast and, the Fast and the Furious 10. <laughs> or or as now, it's just Twitter. <laughs> I get it. That's topical. That was good. Thank you. That was good. Thank you. So uh, Matt Zoller cites, Roger Ebert died between the last movie and this movie. No. Yeah, so uh, prayers up for Raj. And um, Matt Zoller Sites gave this four out of four stars. <laughs> and just, I don't know, I'm trying to, he just, there's no like, Roger Ebert always usually has a paragraph where it gets a little insightful. And it's like, here's how this movie made me feel. Here's what I think like this movie's trying to do. And this, like this writer is not impressing me with that stuff, but just, he liked it. Matt Zoller Sites have- liked it. You need to like do a deep dive and find your post Ebert person to hook into. Like yeah, I know, oh. like they'll never be like an Ebert, but you need to find like someone. Everyone, there's some. This person's a little more flavorless. I I need, I need to dive back in the past. There's been a a few that I'm like, wow, that would, like damn, that was kind of cool. Like you just need to find like a specific person to like hook your yeah, hook into. Become, yeah, a new uh, what's a a, a new Gene Siskel? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, four to four. Four to four. Uh, the budget for this movie was only a hundred and fifty million dollars. Damn! Wow, only fifty million more than uh, Oppenheimer. And matches Barbie. Barbie's one forty-five. They say so. Yeah. Uh, five million dollars more than Protocol. That should be how we fucking judge all movie budgets now and all. It's like, oh, that was one and a half Barbies. Yeah, one and a half barbers. Uh gross for this movie. Domestically, it got 195 million. Internationally, 487 million. Yikes. Worldwide, 682 million. Won't lie, uh during this time, it did have some uh, strong competition at the box office. I'm excited July, to see this one. For July 31st, the second of August. Coming in number 10 in his eighth week. With three point nine million, Jurassic World. Oh shit! The the original of the new trilogy. Yeah, honestly, the nope. best Jurassic Park movie. I will fucking strangle you. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it's probably the second best Jurassic Park movie. No, third Be- behind three. We know. Uh, How number nine. I will fucking. Oh my god, Alan, number nine in its seventh week with four point five million. Inside Out. Oh yeah, that's a banger. Yeah. I watched that again recently. Still a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, number good. eight in its second week with four point six million paper towns, uh, a teen drama. Michael Sarah. No, Kara Delavinge. I think it's Delavinge. Delavinge. <laughs> uh, number seven in its second week with seven million. Southpaw. That's I the boxer say it's a, movie. That's Jill the, Hall. Jill Hall. Yeah. 
Eminem, just the worst. A movie had the worst trailer of all time, so that's why no one saw it. Uh, it was six a boxing in... movie, right? Yes, yeah. yes. MMA, yes. right? Or boxing? Uh, uh, boxing. Yeah, it's a boxing. Uh, number six in its third week with nine million train wreck. Bill Hader, Amy, Bill Hader, Amy. Schumer. Oh yeah, I like that movie. That yeah, has the right. funny. That has the funny scene with fucking. Uh, what? LeBron just James. fucking. Yeah, John Cena, and he's all and fucking. John Cena. All the John Cena bits, fucking hilarious. You look like Mark Wahlberg. Ate Mark Wahlberg. I will fuck you. I'll take you in the back. You were like that, weren't you? I would not. Uh, number five in its uh, second week with ten million pixels. Adam Sandler movie. Oh no! I was working number Fox, right? Yes. Uh, number four <laughs> in its uh, <laughs> number, <laughs> number four in its fourth week with twelve million minions. Damn. Banana. Right. Number Dude, three. This is a pretty its, banger list. Number three in its third week with twelve million. Ant Man. Number two. In its first week with 14 million vacation, it's the um, Jesus, no regrets. No, that's no. um, we're the Millers. Oh, Vacation's damn. the reboot to um, I saw it. Vacation, with, that failed. Uh, Boy, this is a really no like, one wanted to see that. Yeah. This is a really this, like dumb guy list of these are all really like stupid movies. I mean, they're all again, cool. say minions and inside out are stupid movies. Yeah, no, I mean, those are yeah. Kid kid movies are separate. No, that's a separate category. Ah, okay. This, <laughs> this is like a brainless list. Yeah, I'll give you that. Not a lot of it, substance. I, it's a, a lot of flash, mo- not it, a lot of substance. It's summer movies. Yeah, summer you know? movies. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you have Jurassic World and two months into it. You know. Jurassic World, utterly brainless. <laughs> yeah. So that means number, number one in its first week with $55 million, Rogue Nation. <laughs> 55 gets you the opening slot yeah dude people would like fucking cry if that was their opening weekend nowadays and think that their movie was a total bust yeah uh ratings imdb gave this a 7.4 out of 10 ron tomato all critics gave this a 94 top critics a 95 and audience gave this an 87 before we glaze them we're gonna be ranking them we're ranking the best tommy Oh, the Tommy oh, shit. Yeah, the Tommy. Best gadget, best impossible moment, action piece, and movie. I Okay, I got my Tommy. All right, let's start with the Tommy. In MI1, Ricky uh, did Tom Stairs. Myself and Keith did the floppy disk street magic. Yeah, In Mission yeah. Impossible 2, uh, all three of us picked uh, the free rock, so climbing. Damn, uh, MI3, I, think the, I think the floppy disk is still my favorite. Uh, MI3, um, we have uh, Tommy being Italian. Oh, fuck. The kid that's number one, also. Uh, oh, Ricky, God, yeah, I forgot about that. that. was so good. Ricky says, uh, Tommy, <laughs> rolls, <laughs> Tommy rolls on his side and says, Humpty Dumpty. Uh, I do. I fucking love that part of that movie. Damn, I do. Good, I, I have for him uh, his amazing lip reading. Uh, MI4, uh, Keith is. is uh, inhuman beer drinking, uh, Ricky uh, flirting with a coworker, and me. It's him yelling no shit when he's being saying, "Hey, you're short to get back in here." So for what for MI five? Loki, the Tommy might be one of our best awards ever. By the way, it's so descriptive. <laughs> All right, I got mine. I'll go. All right, 
it's I know it's he's reading the code, but watching Tom Cruise talk about Coltrane and saxophones was <laughs> like just hilarious. And that slash beard. Mix the beard with that. No, you gotta pick one or the other. You can't pick two. Yeah. Coltrane sax it is. Um jazz. It's jazz. Tom Cruise jazz. I hope I'm not taking this from Joe, but it's got to be the Michael Jordan shoulder shrug before he's about to jump out the back of a plane. No, it's not. But just that fucking Michael Jordan, like, what you going to do? Bam! Oh, what was mine? What was oh, no. yours? Oh, no. I'm blanking. Hang on. Tom, Tom. Oh. Um... Beard. It's the beard. Um... Oh, no. Mine, it's just Tom running to the plane because it's just out oh, yeah, of nowhere. It's like, where are you? It's like, I'm running to the plane. And he's he just like in his cruise run, and he's just yeah. in his suit and shit. So yeah. it's like, why did no one see him up to this point? Yeah. So let's do best gadget. Uh, for uh, MI1, I did masks. Rick, you did the gum. Keith, you just did internet. For MI2, Ricky did voice improvement. I went back with masks. Uh, Keith went Sandy gun rights. Uh, MI3, Ricky's uh, it's the foam. Keith did a head pill. I did Kodak camera. For MI4, Ricky did the contact lenses. Keith did the hall hologram. And I did uh, the, the car. So what do you guys put for MI5? I'm going to go with like a low key one. I just really like the weird like fucking vape thing that could unlock doors that just like became a key. Like that's such a like cool little like small gadget to just like unlock any door. That that that's my gadget. I thought that was really cool. What other gadgets are there? They broke open a window. They turned fucking flutes into sniper rifles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fl- the, the flute sniper rifle. That one's mine. I was going to go with that one too. <laughs> they fucking, for some reason, had to do palm entry to unlock their cars, but the cars didn't have bulletproof windows. Well, and they just really loved I, smudging their windows all the time, like constantly I, having to wash their windows. I did like the the tech of the hallway of like you need to get the precise precise walking down, and it's like that technology. Like if if you walk weird that one time. You're being like taken out back and gunned. And then Benji's car being able to like undo the gate with just like his fucking middle thing was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There's a lot so of cool gadgets in this one. Let's do best impossible moment. Um, also, technically, the mask thing was the best the mask thing had ever been. He just never like actually had to wear the mask. It, it, was, it was just a, a, a vivid dream for old Simon Pegg. Uh, for M- uh, best impossible, uh, Moment for MI1, Rick did the exploding uh, explosion from the helicopter. Myself and uh, Keith picked Tom hanging around. For MI2, I picked not Been knife to the eye. Keith did motorcycles dancing. Uh, Rick did Tom shoots at gas cap. For MI3, all of us picked uh, Tom slings uh, in uh, onto the building with the parachute. And then for MI4, it's Tom climbing around on the buildings. I mean, sometimes some of us like to be just like shitty and pick stuff that's not the clear answer because we like to be shitty assholes to each other. But I mean, it's hanging off a plane. It's easy. 
This one's easy. Like to me, it's the most well, the second most iconic Mission Impossible like moment because clearly yeah. the just why you're hanging will forever yeah. be the most iconic yeah. Mission Impossible moment. But I think this is the one that it, it might be second place. Yeah, this one's probably second because this one proves us how crazy Tom Cruise would be for a movie. Like it goes the wire hanging, this one climbing the building, yeah, and then free rock climbing. Yeah, for me, climbing the building and this are kind of tied. Yeah, I just think fucking strapping yourself to a side oh, of a plane insane. and it taking off. Mm-hmm. Insane. Uh, so let's do a movie. Uh, we have Mission Impossible one at one, Mission Impossible. Ghost Protocol at two, Mission Impossible three at three, Limp Biscuits music video, and yeah. then Mission Impossible two. Oh, I always forget about that bit, and it always makes me smile when it comes back up. So, where are we putting Mission Impossible Rogue Nation? Uh, one, five, four, three, two, three. Music video two. So you're putting Rogue Nation at two. I would put it at two. I agree. I think. I think. Four and five are pretty close. This one's probably a little better. Your vote is meaningless, Lessel. Yeah, so I won't I won't say nothing. Joe likes three. <laughs> Joe no. just really <laughs> wants two to be the most important one. I'm trying to get two going, but you know, what I'm going to is we're gonna glaze some stars. <clears throat> Welcome to the Glaze Opera. You know what I hate? Sorry, Rick, to tell you, but uh, you went in and out on that one. So let's glaze some stars. No, it was good. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. I hit my nose no, gate. Damn it. Yeah, you hit, it you hit the gate. So uh... I had this whole opera. Fine. I hope you guys enjoyed the the Italian heritage opera I brought to you. But it was in Austria. Whatever. Hey, I'm glazing over here. <laughs> hey, that's offensive to my people. <laughs> Only we can say that. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> I will hook him horns in you. That's a very offensive thing in Italian. Uh, so what are you guys glazing it? I'm going to go four and a quarter. Keith? I'm going to do my bit. Can I know? Uh, you gave Mission one? Impossible four and a half. You gave MI2 two. You gave MI3 three. And you gave Ghost Protocol three. All right, three seven five. It's a slightly. It was a more than passable action movie. Uh, four and a quarter for myself here. That will bring uh, Rogue Nation at a four point oh eight. So yeah, doesn't quite crack our top five of movies this year, but it's right there. Yeah. Uh, for pre-glaze here, uh, myself and Keith picked three and a half, and Rick, you did four. See, I remembered Rogue Nation being a banger. So, our next movie is Mission Impossible Fallout. So, what's the pre-glaze? I don't remember dick all about Fallout, even though it's like the most recent one. That that's a bad sign for me. I'm going to go three seven five. 
that is also what I'm going to go with. Because I think it's still going to be like a baller action movie, but I don't think it's going to be as good as this one. I'm going I'm going a four because it has Dr. Cavill. I know Dr. Cavill. Oh, and, fuck. Uh, I did forget about fucking cock in the arms. Fucking, cock in the to... arms. That, the cock in the arms is just I'm one up, star right there. Uh, yeah, wait. Know? I'm back up to four. I'm up to four because okay. Henry Cavill's about to cock them arms. Yeah. And, that, and I do remember that fight scene in the bathroom yeah. now, and that thing's fucking just great. That's this all I know. Movie, that's that's this one movie star was great, alone. But like the fight scenes didn't terribly do it for me, so I, it's you, cool that I think they get better. Henry Cavill cocking it. Oh, that's what you're talking about. This one, yeah. The fight scenes were yeah. kind of. It's because yeah. of the editing for it. It's that shitty like constant yeah. cut editing that just it. Daredevil kind of ruined fight scenes to where like if things aren't like in like one to two shots now, I'm like <laughs> this is fucking awful. <laughs> Because, like, you watch that Daredevil scene and you're just like, holy fuck, this is just, like, I'm rock hard now. You give me a ton of cuts, I'm like, eh, you suck. Get better at your your fight choreo. Right. Yeah. And they will on uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. That's, that's how's our next movie in this franchise that we'll be discussing here next week. You can go to no so entertainment.com that's right no so entertainment.com we can find everything that we do for you you can find all of us on the social medias on facebook instagram x twitter i don't know what they call it these days um but... i'm just saying it sounds awful if you're gonna say i'm gonna go scroll my x for a while you can't say that to people if you want to look up x videos you gotta be careful on what you're what, what you your mean partner is one. not gonna appreciate saying you sat on your x for a while right and also Look us up on xvideos.com. There it is. I cannot see what you put up there. And you can find that. uh, You can uh, search No So Entertainment or No So ENT to find all those videos. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 